self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i do not have coronavirus but i have really really bad allergies also known as calamity red we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show so if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artists and send it to us that way uh we don't have any letters this week right no letters, but we did have a response from Marlon on SoundCloud. Um, okay. He's responded to us before. Uh, it's about the situation with the husband, the wife, and the baby mama. Okay. Um, uh, where the uh, baby mama didn't want the wife uninvited to come to the, the birthday. wife yeah. to the daughter's birthday party. Uh, he said the husband was wrong. He should have showed up, explained why he couldn't stay to make his point, or just be a father to your child. You do not place your partner's happiness over your child. And I I don't look at it like that. I kind of look at it like you can't put yourself in a position for your baby mama to dictate how you're going to exist in your daughter's life. You know, especially if you get your own personal time with her. So for me, it would have been about... Uh, creating an alternate moment for that daughter to you know value you know i would have had she would have had the fucking party of her goddamn life with me but it don't i don't know it's hard without knowing the man's perspective if he did this solely to take up for his wife or if he did it in opposition to his baby mama you know it could have been either one of those things for me it is the the part of what she said that stood out to me is that they were all getting along just fine and then she said I'm direct. Mm-hmm. Something happened or something was said. I would need to know that because this is not a situation. You have situations where baby mamas just don't like when the guy move on or whatever and continuously cause problems. And I get in a situation like that, you not acquiescing to her and trying to make a stand. But if this has been a situation that's been working and now it doesn't work, something has happened and so i feel like the wife because she was the one who talked about this left out whatever the fuck it was that she did that made the baby mama disinvite her and the only reason i say that again is because she out of her own fingers because it was tight not mouth said that they all got along and that it was fine and that the lady had no problem with her being around or being around the daughter so so i would need to know what happened what did you do that made that woman feel that way because i feel like if she was justified if you was bad disrespectful then yeah you should have been disinvited and i don't know that i believe the dad shouldn't have gone in that case you need to check your fucking wife your wife don't need to be making conflict where there doesn't need to be and if everything was fine Again, to me, the issue is that this is an abnormal situation. This is uh, this is out of the norm of what they normally have, what they're doing. She said they got along, and now all of a sudden she's disinvited. It ain't no all of a sudden, ma'am. What and did I, you do? And I, that's a variable for me because if if I found out that the the wife did something to make the baby mama uncomfortable, then it's just a situation that would create a bad day for that child. I don't think that that day is a day that's particularly special for the child to have to see their daddy. 
I think that moment can be made somewhere else. I think that there are moment there are possibilities for the adults to ruin that day for the child. Because it's kids out here that I met that got birthdays that they remember distinctly for reasons that ain't good. And so I would rather just set up a situation where that child can have a good day, even if that meant the daddy came to the party, but was at odds with baby mama because his wife couldn't be there and the child could sense that. I, I won't want that either. You know, so I just want the child to have a good day. And if she got to have a good day with just mama without daddy and and, and her stepmama there, because they would, there would be conflict and tension, then I'd rather that be the case rather than, you know, let the daddy come and be angry or the stepmama come and be angry or whatever happened and just have a separate day for her with that shit, with, with that side of the family. You know, so that's my perspective. But thanks, Marlon. Thank you. For sending us that response. Um, for people that have allergies, right, this is the most inopportune time for a new fucking virus to be out here because as somebody that suffers with seasonal allergies every fucking year, every time around this, every year around this time when all the shit start blooming, I'm sneezing, I'm congested, I may cough, okay? And these are some of the same symptoms as a coronavirus. So you out living life with your allergies and you got motherfuckers side-eyeing you because they think that you infected and shit. Like this is this was the worst time for this to be a thing because now I got to be scared to sneeze out in public and shit for fear that people are gonna be like she's got the virus. <laughs> like and it's like I can't help it, bitch. This I this time last year when coronavirus wasn't a thing and we weren't all in up people, I was sneezing and shit. This time last year, it's flowers everywhere, fucking bees pollinating shit. Okay. The little pollen meter today is in the fucking red. It goes from green to red. It was all the way red today. <laughs> and I'm congested like a motherfucker. I can't help that. And there's nothing I can do about it. But now I have this added layer of coronavirus to have people looking at me crazy when I'm blowing my nose. <laughs> mm. And it's irritating. <sighs> but it's anyway, tough. it is. It's dumb. Um, If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account. It's conversationconartist at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook. Conversation Con Artists and send it to us that way. But I believe we have some viral posts. We does have some viral posts. Let's get to them, please. Right. Let's see here. Ooh, squeaky chair. Dream job. Bitch, I don't have one. I don't dream about being employed. I dream about living in a cottage making soap and painting titties. Capitalism is a nightmare. I mean, that could be a job. You can sell the soap and you can... I don't know what you would do with Nobody the titties. Wants, but it's a job. But it doesn't... It wouldn't feel like a job if it was something you enjoyed doing. You know, it's a quote that says, if you can get somebody to pay you to do what you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. So that's what he's describing. If he could do that and get paid it's for it. She, the titties threw me I off. know. I know. <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> if she could do that and get paid for it, it wouldn't feel like work, but she would still be able to sustain herself. I guess you're right. So. What's that? If you could close your eyes and open your eyes up and be in the profession you want to be that you're doing, that you're getting paid for, that's just what it is what would it be photography like photography. I would, mm -hmm. 
Like if I could get paid to do that and that and that's all that I do, I love doing photography. So probably that. You either gonna be the best photographer or the worst photographer. Like people either gonna really fuck with you, or they gonna be like, we don't want her. Why would they she not want me? Because like you know, with photography, you got to be really directing. Yeah. And some people don't be with that shit. Like some people don't be following rules and stuff. So I can see you being like, hey, y'all two over here. You stand right there. <laughs> Turn your angle a little bit. Okay, step into the light some. All right, smile. Click, 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 click. And some people are going to be like, perfect. I mean, she kept us on task, kept us in order. The photos mm-hmm. look good. But some people are going to be like, this, this bitch mean. <laughs> she just tell you what to do and yell at you and roll her goddamn eyes and all kinds of shit. I'm not... I I don't consider myself me. I feel like I just ain't with the shits. Don't bring that bullshit. My life motto... Don't bring that bullshit over here. And I feel like that's the vibe I give off. So, like, if you coming with the bullshit, it is going to be a problem. You're not going to like me. But that's, like, that's a problematic vibe to give <laughs> off. If you want people to not perceive you as mean, motherfuckers going to look at you as mean. But I feel like you should just look at me as somebody who ain't with the shits. Like, don't go over there fucking with her. No, like, you're the human equivalent of somebody in a party in a room with a bunch of different people standing yeah. over in the corner with a fucking Rambo knife out. <laughs> Waiting for somebody to come up. And people look at you and be like, oh, shit. What? She got a fucking knife out. What the fuck wrong with her, number one? Number two, I'm not going over there. <laughs> Versus you could put the knife behind your back. But then they still look at you across the room and be like, I don't know what the fuck. She got her arm behind her back. I don't know if that's a surprise punch, a stab, a shoot. I don't know. I ain't going over there. It ain't as threatening as if you got the knife out. But it ain't threatening. Or you can just have your little secret compartment. Which you got like Black Widow in your boot, got your little <laughs> knife in there, where you look normal and shit, where people will engage and approach you, but as soon as they fuck up, now you got quick access to your knife and you can get them pokes in. I you did. over there standing like, I got my knife out to everybody. <laughs> you don't got a poker face. I don't. I <laughs> Motherfuckers really don't. know when you are upset. So if a party, if you're trying to get them to come over here and they keep doing it wrong and they keep getting phone calls and be like, hold on, at a certain point. Who keep getting phone calls? Them. Why the fuck? Yeah. At a certain point. See? <laughs> at a certain point. And the, or or you're going to have to have a strong, strenuous-ass policy that's going to irritate people. No cell phones. No other people involved. <laughs> no this, no that. But the reality is, or you can just charge for 30 minutes. Like, I'd love for you to be on a 30-minute call, but it's going to cost you $80. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be fine. I mean, this is y'all's time. If y'all want to pay, if y'all finish paying for these two hours and want me to stand up for three more hours and will pay me for it, I just take pictures of the fucking background around y'all and just take your money. Mm, mm, <laughs> I don't think I could. I think I would be upset. See, you <laughs> definitely would be upset. That's what I'm saying. If you are a photographer, motherfuckers would either love you or hate you. But or you'll have mixed reviews like a motherfucker. That's how, like, so. When I was doing regular therapy, um, my clients, like, after we built a therapeutic relationship, they would always come and be like, man, I thought you was going to be mean. Like, I thought you, you know, you you was going to, you know, just tell me about myself. And I'm like, where the fuck would you get that from? Like, I, you know, and it's like, they would, they would just be like, you just seem like you don't play. I don't. But that's not being mean. That's don't come over here with that bullshit. <laughs> to me, those are separate things. Mean, I feel like, is without reason. Mean people just do shit just to be doing it. Don't come over here with that bullshit, and we won't have no problems. <laughs> don't come over here with the bull. 
I'm not with the shits. But but it's one thing to feel that way internally, but you wear a fucking <laughs> uniform. You're like a fucking military dude across the street. He got on his whole goddamn guard with tattoos and he swole up, you know. And while while he very well may be a nice dude a that you nice talk guy. to, he looked like he'll front flip out of a fucking helicopter and kick you in the top of the head and knock your ass out without breaking a sweat. That's what you look like to people. You look that level of intimidating, even though you may be nice. Because, you know, I, I'm cool with it because you're always nice to me, but that wasn't the case when I first met your ass at the housing department at AUM. It was a dick. People got on my nerves. Didn't want to give out no goddamn forms. No. Why Didn't want to goddamn let people know what, like, it's your job to help people. <laughs> you just became the stereotypical version of what they say administrations are in college. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking fit right into the stereotype, just not giving a fuck about people's needs. <laughs> <laughs> well, but when we met at Village Green, I did not say something to you. You did say something I to me. I was nice. That's why we friends, <laughs> you know, but I tried to reach out to you on Black Planet. That didn't work. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> and then I just figured that I don't think you probably knew that I sent you a Black Planet message because the reality is you probably had 30 messages in your fucking inbox. So now at this point, I believe that. But back then, I thought you knew me <laughs> because I sent you a message on Black Planet and you was no. being a dick because you knew who I was. <laughs> no. So I mean that's that's how my brain worked at the time, you know. But like I'm friends with Cole, like all of us are friends. I'm, I'm a friendly we, person. We we would not all be friends if I had not met Shogun. <laughs> I, we wouldn't be friends. But I met Cole separate. We met in like PetSmart. But it wouldn't have been followed up on though. If I didn't know Shogun, it would have never been followed up on. Yeah, because we it, wouldn't have means of communicating with each other because he added me as a friend on Facebook yeah. and I could message him and then the chat started with all of us at that point. Yeah. And then like two weeks after that, we was all having that conversation somewhere. Yeah. You know, like that's how that happened. <laughs> but you was ready if you would have had your knife out in PetSmart, you would have got them clean pokes on him because he came up knowing about you from Instagram. And it was weird. And I was concerned. <laughs> Because he was like, what did he say? You have a podcast. And I was like, what? Exactly. <laughs> so if you had that knife out immediately, you just would have started stabbing. Even though you know the conversation would have came around to a reasonable re a, a reasonable a, yeah. way of him knowing that you got an Instagram. <laughs> but you know what? He would have been poked up and you would have read a note in his pocket that said what it was. You'd be like, oh no, I shouldn't have stabbed him. That's why you can't have that fucking blade out everywhere you go, Red. You got to put that, hide that bitch into a compartment and be ready. I'm always ready. That's the problem. <laughs> the problem is you always ready. You standing like that. Hey, you know in the movies where somebody who don't normally have a gun or a knife get, get it and they holding it weird like mm -hmm. they'll never hold it? That's you. <laughs> You're like, get away from me now. I know how to use this. Don't know how to use it. But be like, I know how to use this. You use that intimidation factor because if somebody get too close, you just melt. Because <laughs> you are nice. Like your self-defense mechanism is like a, a porcupine's quills. But at the end of the day, if they ain't got them porcupines, you can just kick the motherfucker to death. <laughs> <laughs> if they ain't got them quills, you can just kick his ass in the stomach and he'll die. 
<laughs> you got this big external shit going on, dude, and the internal shit is different. But I feel like that. I feel like the people in my life are in my life because they got past the porcupine pricks. <laughs> and I feel like the people that would like hold on to get past that to see that it's mush underneath. It's a, okay, you what? We good? Like if you gonna be because I've even like. <laughs> My supervisor at my old job, and I kind of feel like my supervisor at this job because my coworkers will come and be like, "Did she say this to you?" And I'm like, "No, she talking to them about something, but won't come to me." Won't be your supervisor, you know? Told me about them shit. Like I, I never, I've never been disrespectful. I've never been like out of pocket with them. I don't understand what it is that makes them be like, "Not gonna fuck with her." Nigga, you do understand. Your body language is closed as fuck. When you walking around, your arms is in, your shoulders is tucked down, your legs close together, you got walk quick strides, you ain't making no cunt eye contact with people around you. No, because they'll come and talk to you. But you. that's the problem. <laughs> you the same person that's saying, I do this shit so people don't come talk to me. But then when people say, you mean, I will never talk to you, you be like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm so nice. Nigga, yes, you're nice. But the way you package your niceness up, it's horrible. It's like getting a nice ass Christmas gift in a box with spikes on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're spikes right now to new people. To us, you're the gift. But to other people, you're the spikes. You need to quit being spikes. You need to be a regular ass gift. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> That's the same thing with men. Now, men at some point going to get a little bit more vigilant and be willing to like Man, fuck spikes. I'm a man. Uh, and be holding the shit. Like, ah, it's hurting, but I'm finna open this bitch. Uh. Like, it gonna take a man to do that. To get to you. That nigga gonna have to pick them spikes up, take the damage, rip the bitch apart, and be like, damn, there's a million dollars in this motherfucker. God damn. I mean, I hurt myself, but now I can afford to fix myself too. <laughs> as long as you got them spikes, it's gonna take a nigga that's willing to take the damage. <laughs> Or, or you got to change them spikes. I don't know how and, to do that. Because I don't even know I be doing it until somebody says something to me. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm not. In, like, I could be in like a perfectly fine mood. And people would be like, oh, you just look like you was angry. <laughs> I'm just walking around living life. What you mean? You need to practice open body language. I, in the mirror the same <laughs> way you practice twerking. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Uh, I feel like I you do. need to go look at YouTube videos on open body language and just like practice that shit and just just walk through Walmart like a public like with your little swag going <laughs> instead of with your little fuck you don't come talk to me bitch I'm gonna stab your ass <laughs> <laughs> that's how you walk around you need to cut that I don't know <laughs> I don't I don't feel like I be doing that and then people say it and I'm like what <laughs> you do man subconscious is your default I just so it feels normal to you. But it's also the reason that people be like, man, I would have never talked to you if I wouldn't know you. I met you through a friend. If I ain't met you through that friend, I would have never said nothing to you, boy. You so mean looking. Everybody always says that. Don't understand. I don't think I look mean. I just look, look I think I look like I'm not with the shits. Jen, and I'm not with the shits. Um, Red is an asset, okay? She is a good friend to have um, because she will tell you about yourself. Okay? And you ain't gonna like it. But you know what? That is valuable. You need that person in your life. You need somebody that's gonna be like, no, nah, I ain't coming with you. I don't wanna go. I'm staying home tonight with my dogs and watch ID channel. Okay, goddamn. All right. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I, I've I've been taking Gen One Hundred One for some time, or Red One Hundred One for some time. Okay, so I I work the system. <laughs> I work the system in some capacities, and sometimes I, I got some long term studies going on that she don't know about, but they hear that at some point I'll expose. I've worked some reverse psychology that got some results that I would like to have. I'm, I'm a guy, I got some stuff working. It takes a long time to get there, but she's she's an asset to have. Quit sabotaging yourself. <sighs> the fuck we even get here? I don't know, man. That that first goddamn viral post about a job. Let's keep going. Some of y'all went from DIY homemade natural all organic cleaning products to Clorox real fast. <laughs> real goddamn fast. You know, there was somebody selling like homemade uh, hand sanitizer that people were buying. Burned up people. I seen that shit. I was like, how desperate are y'all? What are y'all putting this on? Did y'all spray this on your face or something? <laughs> Why you buying back alley convenience store hand sanitizer, man? Because it, it's out in the stores. You can't get Listen, it in the stores. Just get rubbing alcohol. Get vodka. You know, seen the fucking action movies where motherfucker finna have a surgery. They pour vodka on the wound. Disinfectant. This has nothing to do with this, but the burning is what made me think of this. <laughs> this past week, I met a kid who was taking cayenne pepper. And putting it in his great grandma face lotion. <laughs> what? Why the fuck would he do that? To burn her face. He didn't want to live with her. I was like, this little dentist menace ass kid. I would have fucked him up the first time I put that lotion on my face with my shit stuff. You, you, she want to know why. Have you ever got cayenne pepper anywhere? Like your eyes or some shit? Cayenne pepper? Man. Why he even come up with this? He a little kid. This ain't even a teenager. This is a kid. I got access to YouTube. <laughs> all you got to put in YouTube is angry at grandma pranks, <laughs> and then you'll find all kind of shit. I'm sure. Cayenne pepper in the face lotion. I was like, oh my god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> the fuck? It's a goddamn shame. I don't know. Clorox ain't really helping though, is it? Clorox has some. You know, motherfuckers be putting like a cap full of Clorox in their bathtub I and don't shit understand. in their bath when they bathe. It's, I know people that do that. I don't understand it. It shouldn't take Clorox to get you clean. That's that southern nigga shit. <laughs> That's what cap full of Clorox. The fuck? I squirt my girlfriend with a squirt gun and she laughed it off and said, You finally got me wet. Oh, that's sad. So that's real sad. What makes women stay in relationships? So women stay in relationships with dudes despite, mm-hmm. you know, being able to, you know, arouse her. I guess. Yes. Why, why is that? Emotions. I think women get emotionally attached, and so that other stuff kind of doesn't matter. Men are a lot more physical, so like that kind of shit really matters to y'all. Women will overlook a lot of shit <laughs> and be with a nigga because she loves. <laughs> so emotional attachment. Yes. So why do dudes that don't really offer that much on that other side because they 
they are on the they got an off ratio of meat to me the meat to me ratio is off and so they value they meat more than they value themselves so they put all their energy in sex than in who they are why do women end up getting caught up with them is it because of sex i don't think it's because of sex i think it's still the emotional like i it's it's the emotional connection and then it's also how much time you put in like i was in a situation like that but part of it was i didn't want to walk away the fear that he was gonna finally become what i needed him to be and that i would have walked away and missed out on it it's like it's like if you buy a bunch of lottery tickets and you lose every time and the last tickets you be like fuck this shit and you get that ticket away because you just like i'm tired of this shit i've been losing fuck it here you can have this and that person scratched that shit off and become a millionaire <laughs> that's the fear that's the equivalent of the fear um so you really just held hostage yeah because it, it, the 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 fact of the matter is people are who they are and so you waiting on somebody to become who you need them to be you need to find somebody who's already that as opposed to finding somebody that ain't that and getting involved with them and then hoping that it's going to turn into something else because more than likely that person is who they are and you just going to be stuck in this cycle of bullshit but eventually and i tell men this all the time the woman is yelling and screaming and cussing at you that's not she not done the one who don't say shit no more because at a certain point i just got to where i was like all right nothing nothing mattered to me okay buddy <laughs> like do what you do thumbs up yep i don't give a fuck oh and that's when and by that time it's too late because when that happened then he was like oh shit like red is red don't give a fuck like it's too late it, at that point i was done like <clears throat> so on a scale of one to ten with that relationship you're talking about how was the six <sighs> probably a nine a nine yeah i would say a nine but you still posit that sex wasn't the reason that no because at a certain point i didn't even i wasn't even physically attracted to him anymore all right big issue in, in that situation was him cheating so like at a certain point i look at him and just see other bitches you know what i'm saying like it wasn't even i wasn't even physically attracted to him even now, like thinking about having sex with him now, it's like, <laughs> why would I want to do that? But at the time, like when I was like still attracted to him, then I I, I wasn't repelled by him. Mm. So, um, so no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was ever the sex. It was who he was when he wasn't being a dickhead. Like he was very funny. He could be very sweet. Um, and so those moments were what I wanted more of that. And mm. I was hoping that I was going to get more of that and less of the other shit. It just never you. happened. I got you. Um, is nine the highest you've been on that scale? Diving into a little bit more personal, you know. You know. Is nine the highest you've been on that scale of, of you know, sexual enjoyment? Or, or have you met a 10 and that was just... No, probably, probably no more than a nine. That's high though. I mean, that's high. It is high. What? What? How do? How do you get a ten? 
So the reason he's a nine out of ten, and I this is another thing that I be trying to get men to understand. And I hate that I'm falling into this meat positivity shit right now, but I'm about to. Uh-uh. I'm about to roll over into Uh-oh. it. Oh, <laughs> drum roll! <clears throat> he was too big. Too big. Like it wasn't. If he wasn't cognizant, it wasn't enjoyable. Like it would be painful. Like he had to really make sure that he real. You know. You know. You get caught up. He was never like trying to just like <laughs> be hurtful, but like. If he got caught up and wasn't aware and wasn't careful. And so if he was smaller, he would have been a 10. Hmm. So the times that he created discomfort is what made it a nine. Difficult. And it, and that could happen. I mean, if if both of us have been drinking, he's not going to be caught. Co- you know what I'm saying? You're less cognizant. So it's not, <laughs> not going to be as fun. Uh, but it wouldn't have mattered if he was smaller. So... It's not, and I tell men all the time, it is, you don't want to be huge. Like, that's porn shit. Real, like, regular women, we don't, that's too much. It so hurts. It's go, not fun. Let's go to meat positivity God origins. damn it. Okay? This is meat positivity origins. I hate right? that I rolled into this. Listen, men, what we do is when we're growing up, we really don't have a frame of reference of our penis until we start getting old enough to talk about it with peers, but mainly porn. When you see Mr. Marcus or Wesley Pipes or Jack Steed, Jake Steed, or I don't um, know who any of these people are, <laughs> or Mandingo, <laughs> or it's a whole bunch of different ones that you know we we watch. The idea that you get is that the bigger is the better, and the more you pound, the more that women enjoy it. It's not true, and that's just not accurate. It's not. That's, it's not accurate. Like, women do a shitload to prepare their bodies for sex with men like that. Like, porn stars spend 12 or 13 hours preparing themselves for scenes that going to have a man with that. A regular woman ain't doing that. Like, for yeah. anal scenes, they walk around all day with a butt plug in, and every other hour, they'll, like, replace it with a bigger one and replace it with a bigger one until their body is, like, habituated to that stretching. Sounds terrible. You know? And porn makes us think that you could just do this. Like, they got to clean themselves out, you know? So, otherwise, like, I know this is TMI, but, like, a regular dude having sex with a girl, can she'll easily re- release her bowels onto some oh sheets. Oh, my God. You know? But we walk around with the idea that this is how you have sex. <clears throat> this is how women get pleased. This is how you do it. And so it puts so much emphasis on what we have to have as far as meat goes. So when a man don't have meat they supposed to have or think they supposed to have, then it impacts their self-esteem. And when men have too much of the meat, which it looks like what they should have is in a way to please women, they feel like they don't have to work on any other parts of themselves to please women. And so it becomes this dynamic where you got men that are average. I guess it's cool. You know, if yeah. you can please women, you good. You ain't really got the loss of self-esteem and you good enough not to have to, you know, not focus on every other part of yourself. But it gets to a point where now we have a dilemma. We have a dilemma where because of our meat, I don't value myself on this end. And on this end, because of my meat, it's enough for for everything that I'm comprised of. And so... Y'all, we got to challenge those stigmas that porn show. Like, porn now is... Porn now is a little bit more intimate when it comes to, like, black porn in several instances. Now, if it's black on white porn, it is not intimate at all. It's like, <laughs> we're going to destroy this woman. <laughs> like, 
Like we're going to do the sexual equivalent of murder this person. Jesus. Period. And um, but like it's a difficult it's a difficult situation to balance. But like meat positivity is based around the idea that we have to keep up with our sales first. And we have to become the person that we want first. And our penis just need to be a tool that we use to provide extra pleasure to somebody. Because most of the pleasure that we provide comes from ourselves. You know, so I know you, she rolling her eyes and shit. She always rolling her eyes and sign and just, <laughs> you know, her body language is telling me that she don't like this conversation. And I she actually, don't want to have it. I have a meat positivity story later in the show. Well, good. So, you know. Get you in on the meat positivity then. Stay tuned for that. Um, but that's just the meat po- meat positivity origins. Oh, that's that's how sake. we got here. Right. <laughs> Next, this coronavirus is doing more for the country than any president. Lowering airline prices, gas prices, free sick days from work or school, less traffic because of that. COVID nineteen for president twenty twenty. <laughs> Don't forget to vote. <laughs> Accurate. Man, black people, man, we just joking about this shit. That Rona, (laughs) that Rona, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we do. I saw another post that said something like, you know, it was a white lady saying, "Who is not panicking about this, you know, virus? Who is who is comfortable now?" And the black dude was like, "Um, me. I'm black in America. You know, if it ain't this, is that." (laughs) If it ain't one thing, it's the other. You know, it's like so we out here joking on it, making light of it, because you know we we are the arbiters of laughter is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. Because we couldn't get medicine, medicine back when we was fucking sick in the sixties and shit. Yep. So we used to this laughter. We used to this. We ain't new to this. All right. I wish Doctor Sabi was alive. Response: All he gonna do was rub a carrot across your face. <laughs> accurate. Sadly. Yeah. It's <laughs> but ridiculous. Accurate. Next one. Garlic kills sixty different types of bacteria and fungus. Add ginger, cayenne, clove, and onion. And you've got one great natural antibiotic. Sick? Don't run to the doctor. After all, medical errors are the fourth leading cause of blank. It blanks out after that. The response is, man, this is a marinade. It does sound like a marinade. It do sound like a marinade. It sounds like some goddamn, sound like the jerk mix that I put on my goddamn oxtails that I had for the first time. You and these oxtails. Them fucking oxtails was delicious. <laughs> and I ain't never even ate oxtails like that. I was like, you know, what the fuck is an ox? You know, I didn't know it was just the tail of a cow. It's yeah, oxen or cow or the part know. of the bovine family, I think. Um, but it's, if it's a different animal than a cow, I was like, I ain't gonna do that. She exotic. <laughs> I ain't doing that. And then it didn't look like they had that much meat on them. So when I see them, I didn't have that much meat. But then my grandma called me and said, Eddie, I got a whole meat full of freezer. Come and get you some. And I went and I got me some oxtails. And the first batch I got, they were so fatty. I gave them away and was like, I don't want to cook these. And they told me they was fatty, which I kind of feel bad for because you know. I didn't know what they were supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. But then the next batch looked so meaty, I was like, oh, is this what they supposed to look like? But the other people come back, I'm going to give them some more meaty, you know, oxtails. Mm-hmm. But I cooked them, man, and they were so good. It's like flavor-wise. Any part of the cow that is like soaking up around fat 
it's going to be more flavorful. So the ribeye portion of a cow, the um, what's that cut called? Um, it's one cut where they serve with au jus. Um, mm, I don't know. I can't think of it, but it's the ribeye is when you cut that whole slab one by one and then you grill it. Um, the cut I'm talking about is when you cook cook it all at once as it's big because most restaurants you go in steakhouses you can't get in until after four because mm-hmm. it take that long to cook it. Damn. And then they just cut it after it's cooked, and it end up being like a different texture or rarer. Uh, but uh, it, it's the most delicious part of the animal if it's been sitting in the fat. And so when you cook it, all that fat renders out, and the thing you left with is just some good old tender, juicy meatliciousness. Okay. What meatliciousness? You can use that. You can use that if you're a carnivore or if you're sucking penis. Either one. It works either way. <laughs> it's uh, okay. bilateral. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was delicious. If you want the recipe, holla at your boy. The government be like, due to the coronavirus, we will be providing human rights. <laughs> Which, you know, is crazy because the coronavirus right now and exposed our system in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're talking about it's exposing different systems that we have problems with. It's exposing the daycare system, exposing the employee system, it's exploding, exploiting the pay leave system, it's exploiting the healthcare system. You know, and it's crazy that Trump treat this as a uh, PR issue and an economic issue rather than a health crisis. You know, um, but they taking all that money and they're going to put it back into stimulating the common economy, which to me just look like a big ass another bailout. Mm-hmm. To me, it just looked like socialism. They don't want to call it socialism. But if you if the government take all of the taxes from the people and then give it out to everybody to be equal, that's what people say is socialism. That's what the right say is socialism. But when when the right do it, when the right have that money to do what they want with it, then it's not socialism. But if the left get it to do it, they want with it and they try to do it to help more people, then it's socialism. It's crazy, man. It's crazy how these systems exist and how much we have to deal with in that regard. In this dumbass country we got. But, you know, yeah. Human rights. Ladies, since the USA is low on toilet paper, that $40 price went down to 15 just like the stock market. What? What's forty dollars? You know, forty dollars right now is the going rate for sex. Who came up with that number? I don't know. I don't, I have no idea who came up with it. I mean, dudes probably forty dollars. That's yes. not a lot. It's not a lot. Women, you should be getting paid way more than forty dollars for that. Forty dollars? That's not a lot at all. Even for like a local prostitute, like I, I know how I pay. You know how. I, the escorts get more, but forty dollars, forty goddamn dollars. But I think like this post is is it's just inaccurate. You know they talking about the Dow Jones or some shit like that. That ain't how sex stock going on. <laughs> sex, women like women now. Sex right now is like toilet paper and hand sanitizer. If somebody finna lay next to you and risk getting some coronavirus, you gotta pay the duckets. Yeah, forty dollars ain't it. $40 ain't it. And if women were to realize that, like if all women band together right goddamn now and said, we ain't having sex with no men unless they pay us $200. So $200 would be goddamn getting paid. Hell yeah. Because niggas that would pay $40 for sex 
will pay two hundred dollars for some. They would sex. indeed. You know they definitely would. So women know your worth. <laughs> goddamn. Now I wouldn't pay no goddamn two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, but you know to each his own. The, the, I wouldn't pay forty. But the dudes who would pay for it, they ask will pay two hundred. Don't let them convince you that you're worth any less. Next, on a birth certificate, nine months from now, Corona K A apostrophe R O N A virus V I E R U S. Yep, I wouldn't be surprised. People, listen, and I, and I feel like I I get on my soapbox about this all the time, but it's because I'm just so passionate about it. Stop naming your kids dumb shit. It's cute when they too. But when they 22 trying to get a job and, and struggling, it's not so fucking cute. Stop doing that shit. Ugh, I hate it. Just give your kid a fucking regular name and put into them the things that make them special. The name does not make your kid special. Okay? All it does is bring attention to them in a negative way if you give them these dumbass names like Corona. <laughs> Probably. Ugh, it's annoying. Stop doing that, please. It's ridiculous. Shit. If you're dating a chick that calls you daddy and you're not feeling the relationship anymore, just straight up say, I'm gonna get I'm going to get cigarettes and never come back. You're legally allowed to do that. That's rude as fuck. That is garbage. It's I don't know, man. It's like we got this whole thing where people are trying to like change the narrative and make it seem like it's okay to just leave when the reality is you should communicate with this person the issues that you have and that the relationship ain't gonna work. And that because it ain't gonna work, y'all both need to move on. Like, I don't understand why, you know, this shit right here is trying to navigate your way around just not talking to the person about the situation. It's just like, if you don't like the relationship, just disappear, bro. Just leave. Don't give anybody closure. Don't talk to them. Don't openly communicate what's going on. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Next, back in my day, there was so much toilet paper, people used to literally string it up in the trees of their enemies. Ain't no more TPing going on. Nobody gonna be TPing no houses. Nah, this shit. If they catch your ass trying to TP a house, they gonna pull over and whip your ass. <laughs> that nigga wasting toilet paper. Bloop, bloop, just kicking them, <laughs> kicking their ass. Fucking them up. Over toilet paper. Just think, people who kiss their dogs knowing he licks his ass and balls are in a panic to buy hand sanitizer. Look, I just want to reiterate that a dog's mouth is cleaner than our mouths, okay? If Period. you want to die, get bit by a human and don't get nothing done about it, your arm will literally fall off. Yeah. Like, our bite is much worse. Yeah, our bite is fucking disgusting. It is. You know, when we go to sleep, our body naturally stops producing a lot of different chemicals that we have, including saliva. Which saliva is made so that you can continue to swallow bacteria and it goes down and dies in your stomach acid. That's just how that's the process. It keeps going back and forth. That's how your mouth is in the bacteria. So morning breath is essentially waking up and having all of this bacteria grow in your mouth because the saliva hadn't been there for you to swallow and get rid of it. Disgusting. Which actually makes morning kissing nasty as fuck now that I think about it. Because I never thought about it like that before. That's I don't think that's good. <laughs> Fucked it up for myself. It sounds like it. But yeah, yeah, if you get bit by a human 
and don't get any um, medical attention, it will get infect bad infected because of the bacteria. But dog, but dogs used to be wolves. You know what I'm saying? That's what they used to be. They used to be out here in the fucking jungle, and they used to be going around biting on goddamn dead animals, biting on trees, biting on berries. And you know what? They got an enzyme in their mouth that keeps them from dying from doing all of that shit. We can't go out there and bite at some goddamn dead possum that's on the ground. We can't go bite ra- random bushes and trees and berries. We'll die. We and even if we don't die, we'll be laying on the ground unfunctional for four hours <laughs> until we start to get our function back because we done damn near poisoned ourselves to death, but we just poisoned ourselves to temporary paralysis. <laughs> you know, so we, we don't have an evolutionary reason to have that. Well, a lot of creatures have some, they have uh, backup measures to do all of that shit. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, but that being said, Dogs' mouths are clean. <laughs> um, even though, you know, since they was wolves, the only thing that they mouth bacteria is killing is, you know, the shit from their own ass. Um, they still clean it out. <laughs> I mean, having bacterialist shit on your hands still ain't good. Or your lips, if you're a white person that kiss dogs. It's not. Black folks calling coronavirus Rona is proof that we will literally give anything and anybody a nickname. <laughs> Accurate. That's how you know people love you or care about you when you get a nickname. I don't <laughs> know, man. Community. Did I have a nickname? Damn, what what was that nickname that Peanut had said they called that dude at their school? Peanut. Peanut from that podcast that we that he used to call in and send us stuff. Man. Shit, it was like something like he. It was like one of his hands was shorter than the other one, so they called him Clock or something like that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the most. Of yeah, nick- one of his hands was uh, shorter than the other one. They called him Clock. That's fucking. So terrible. that ain't good. Like no. most nicknames you get from black people ain't good. I mean, my cousins used to call me Jenny Juice just because of my first name, That's which ain't is bad. That's cool. No, did I have any? Mm-mm, I don't really think I had any other nicknames. I mean, other than the fucking names that y'all give me, Red Velvet, Popsicle Unicorn, this dumbass shit y'all come up with. Other than that, no. I had a nickname that I didn't like because my back is big. Like, my back is wide. It's always been like that. They used to call me Mad Back Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's that Lynette shit, man. Lynette niggas is so fucking silly, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mad Back Boy. That's ridiculous <laughs> outside of that nobody names. really give me nicknames i don't even think i had negative nicknames um i mean my friends jokingly call me hell yeah because i dated this dude from new york and they heard him say that shit one time and just <laughs> lost their minds and so started calling me that like they said something that like we were gonna go do something. He's like, "Oh hell yeah, hell yeah!" Like in the New York accent, and I'm like, "What?" So then I became hell yeah because I was dating him. <laughs> um, they call him hell yeah, and you hell yeah, or just you? Just me. He didn't oh. know they were calling him. That. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that. Oh, I did have a stupid name that I hated. What did they call me? Oh, I can't believe I forgot what it. I hated it so much. Like one of the boys came up with it. What was that fucking name? Did it have something to do with you being skinny? No. 
My dad used to call me olive oil. That used to hurt my feelings. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> I was really skinny. What did he used to call? Oh, I hated that fucking accent. By graduation, I finally got them to stop saying that shit because I would just ignore the fuck out of anybody. That it's not my fucking name. Call me that. What was it? I can't believe I can't remember what it was. I was so. Then what I be telling the kids about high school? You be so upset about that shit in the moment, and you get older, you can't even remember shit. I don't oh, even remember what the name was. They also used to call me Special Ed. Why? Because my name is Eddie, and I'm special. People are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in a bad way. They, they, I mean, it was in a you know silly ass way. Damn, I wish I could remember what that name was. Yeah, I can hear them call saying it right now. I just can't. Genevieve. Genevieve. Hell, that mean. I don't. I think they heard because they country are dumb. I think they heard that in a story or something. And just started calling me Genevieve because again, my first name. And I was like, what the fuck? And they kept calling me Genevieve till graduation. Mm. Well, senior year. Mm. I finally got them to stop doing it. Damn. Well, I ain't never had that many nicknames. That's about it. I've had more nicknames as an adult from this group than I've had in my whole life. You did it to yourself. I didn't do anything. Most of the time. Living life. <laughs> Until further notice, no one can stop by unannounced. We ain't sick. We just don't trust you around our toilet paper. <laughs> Niggas be out here stealing toilet paper. Look, toilet paper is valuable. It is right I understand now. why people get toilet paper because have you ever have you ever been almost out of toilet paper and not know what you was gonna do if you ran out? Or or bit or thought you had some and oh, used yeah, the bathroom. I had and to use towel like uh paper towels. Like my hierarchy is toilet paper, mm-hmm. paper towels, mm-hmm. coffee filters, <laughs> then printer paper. <laughs> I've never gotten past the paper towel stage. <laughs> I'm not going to use something that you wash to wipe my ass with. <laughs> I'm not. I am not. I'm not going to do that. So I guess you're not going to use um, cloth diapers for your kids. Hell no. People, Why would I do that? People use cloth. The environmental friendly people use cloth diapers still because plastic kills uh, Even if I would do that for a child, a child shit is different than a grown person it's- shit. It's less potent. Have you chased a shitty baby before? Yes. Huh. Or not? I've been there for it. Oh, it makes me want to vomit. Of course, I mean it stank like Dookie, but it's like all it is is milk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got all kinds of fuck shit in our systems as adults. True. You know, shit that's poisonous. Babies as pure as you get. <sighs> so you know, washing that ain't ain't nothing. But I still ain't using no cloth diapers <laughs> if I have a say so. My, whoever have my kids, if she the one to decide to have cloth diapers, then fuck. I'm not going <laughs> to like it, but she going to have to wash them. <laughs> um, but um, have you ever seen Community, the mm-hmm. TV show? All the episodes? Mm-mm. They have some well-directed episodes. Uh, they got these episodes where, so they got community college, which mm-hmm. they always talk shit about their school, and then they got university college, which is supposed to be superior. Mm-hmm. So university college came to their university and said, hey, we're going to have a big paintball competition. And they was like, yeah. And they said, we're going to give the winner $50,000. And then they left because they knew every day was going to destroy the campus. <laughs> 
And so the episode turned into like one of those like uh, episodes where you got like a last 10 people that's dueling and they all trying to win and they have these battles and these fights with paintball guns. And like the way that the show is like they have a whole dramatic fight. And then at the end, it was just a splatter of paint hit on somebody and said, okay, well, I'm finna go get some snacks or some <laughs> shit like that, you know, but they'll make it really dram- dram- dramatized at yeah. one side and then they, they make it silly. But they had an episode like that where it was the Wild Wild West somehow. I don't forgot, re- remember what happened, but it came to Wild Wild West and they all had these factions and it turned out the person in that show that became the wealthiest was who had the toilet paper. <laughs> Because I was thinking, like, if you could think of all the amenities that you can do without, which one would be the most uncomfortable not to have? I think toilet paper would be it. Because the idea that I don't wipe my ass good enough and be walking around like that is terrifying. <laughs> or that I'm around people who haven't done that. <laughs> like, I smell something. Ooh, uh, so toilet paper has got to be the commodity to have. I can <laughs> see that now. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I was very surprised. That was not something I saw. Hand sanitizer, chloride. I get it because people are combating germs, but I did not see toilet It was paper. about what's happening. It was about if we got to stay in the house and isolated for two weeks. You know, I don't got two weeks worth of toilet paper. <laughs> so I got to figure that shit out. Oh, Jesus. That's what they saying. Well, I hope this shit don't last longer than two weeks or a month or something like that. That's I know, all I need. too much. It's going to impact my money flow if this shit lasts over in the summer. But anyway, that's all I got for the viral post. All right, let's get into some stories. Let's do it. But before the stories, so last week I did 100 words for penis. And uh, I happened to be cleaning out my office because I'm about to move. And as I'm cleaning out the office, I come across this sheet that I got in my sexuality class when I was in the counseling program. It's called Glossary of Sexual Terms. So what this is going to be today, instead of me just spouting out um, those words a bunch of times, me and Red are going to have a dialogue about some words that are uncomfortable to say. Why is Red involved in this? Because you might be able to get some input. So I'm going to read this sheet. This is the lesson. This is how our teacher approached us day one of class. Day one of class, this Catholic girl ran out of the class crying. That doesn't bode well for me, but all right. It doesn't, but you ain't Catholic. (laughs) So it's no internal dilemma. (laughs) You just don't like it. (laughs) Familiarity with the words some people use to describe sexual anatomy or sexual acts might be helpful for counselors. Uh, So they will not convey shock, distaste, or other negative reactions which inhibit free and open communication. Also, counselors must know the meanings of sex terms to understand what their clients may be saying in order to answer their questions in non-threatening language. This glossary is included as an aid to effective communication. However, counselors may find some of these words offensive and may have to negotiate alternative terms with their clients in a non-judgmental manner. So, people come to you with already hesitation about being a part of counseling yes if the issue that they come with already has an uncomfortable dialogue you as a counselor are expected to accommodate that and if you don't come to grips with what could be said then something may be said that will expose your poker face yeah or lack of having one and so she gave us this and we read through this list 
um, regarding all of these different terms and some definitions in slang language form. So at the beginning, we defined genitalia, which the external sex organs of the male and female genitalia of the male consists of the penis and testicles. Genitalia of the female consists of the labia, clitoris, and hymen. Is it clitoris or clitoris? I always say clitoris. Okay. I like that one better. Clitoris. Clitoris. It sounds too aggressive. <laughs> but it's a very powerful thing Continue. for a woman. You know that? Okay. You should. You got one. Continue. I think. You got one? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You should have one. Uh, so penis these are just some words that wasn't on that list that I said uh, I don't recall banana being on there <laughs> yogurt slinger ew uh, baloney pony oh, God. why baloney pony I have no idea that doesn't at all um, baby arm wasn't on there and 100% all beef thermometer <laughs> That's all right. Uh, okay. This is strictly from a therapeutic and counselor education perspective. Oh, nigga, bye. Scrotum. Definition the pouch located beneath the penis, which contains the testicles. The pouch. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me. Sack, fromunda, bag, tea bag, nuts, coin purse, fruit bowl, <laughs> knapsack. <laughs> Now, think about this. I am paying for a class in a master's program to sit down and talk about these words. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the point at which the girl left. I think she left already on the penis words. And this is at the very, <laughs> this is at the very beginning of a long ass sheet. Okay. Uh, testicles. Balls, nuts, gonads, family jewels, gonades, these nuts, nads, rocks. Gonades. Probably hones. Gones. Yeah. It's just it's hones. It don't have cojones. Oh. It's just G O N E S. That's why I don't know. Oh, I say okay. hones. That's probably you know that's how it is. But I said it the way a black person would say it if they don't have any training, <laughs> which my training go away very often. Semen, a whitish fluid ejaculated from the penis during orgasm, which contains the sperm cells. Come cream, love juice, jizz, low splooge. <laughs> no, I splooge. Splooge. <laughs> Nocturnal emission, an involuntary discharge of semen during sleep, often accompanied by an erotic dream. Wet dream. Oh, okay. Spermatosa, which is sperm. Um, the male reproductive cells, which are produced in the testicles, sperm, and seeds, is all they got. Vulva, the external sex organ of the female, which includes the clitoris, the outer and inner labia, and the entrance to the vagina. Box, <laughs> cunt, pussy, snatch, hole, beaver, muff, tunnel, mound, slit, and hamburger. Hamburger? <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, <laughs> I want y'all to know that this is... Uh, a therapeutic oh, get the fuck out of perspective here, of sexual terms from okay. a counselor education vantage point. Okay. okay? Mm. We're in class talking about this. 
You were in class at the time talking about this. Now well, I'm trying to put no everybody in the mind of if you were in a class that you supposed to be learning about class stuff and you don't have this kind of stuff in your class. Not normally, no. Yeah. Then how would you feel in that situation? You'll feel, you'll feel like that girl who ran out. You'll look at it and say, I'm with your sis, but I ain't leaving. No, I took human sexuality in um, undergrad. But if y'all would have went through a list like this, like we had a very aggressive. Care. She was too. She oh, was okay. like a... I forgot what she something with AIDS and HIV like in her free time so she was like real adamant about everybody being informed and people were asking A-U-M? all kind of questions I can't remember her name little white lady oh okay labia the inner labia minora and outer labia majora lip like folds of skin covering the entrance to the vagina lips and folds uh, clitoris um, clit button female cock you know it's small it's a little penis what you learn through watching some pornography is that some women's clitorises look just like it's really big like a little penis yeah it's really big and that's uh that's different hymen cherry and maiden head that's like medieval (laughs) yeah we going through this I wasn't going to go through most of this, but we lost some time today, y'all. <laughs> so I'm just doing something. Um, menstruation. I'm not going to read all the definitions for all these anymore. Uh, curse, friend, Red River is in town, period, wearing the rag. Now, I was going to ask you, like, what words did your mama use for that? Like, what what was your family's words for that? Like, that time of the month? Yeah. That's it? Mm-hmm. Your mama didn't have no special word for it Mm-mm. that ain't even on here breasts busts bosom boobs tits knockers headlights buds <laughs> girls boobies jugs hooters fun bags dirty pillows <sighs> why they gotta be dirty pillows not dirty as in not clean but dirty as in unclean <laughs> <laughs> so like dirty thoughts aren't physically oh, okay you know dirty oh, okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying um, buttocks, ass, buns, rump, butt, tail, seat, fanny, keister, behind, sweet cheeks, bum. Sweet cheeks. Anus, a hole, bung hole, asshole, dirt hole, Hershey Highway. <laughs> Hershey Highway. Yeah, oh, disgusting. Uh, rectum, shit tube, up the ass, the dirt road. <sighs> Sexually stimulated, horny, aroused, hot pants, in the mood, hot, turned on. Uh, foreplay, necking, playing around, operating, making out, petting, dry humping, scoring. Masturbation. Circle jerk. Circle <laughs> jerk is not masturbation. It is masturbation in a group. That's... <laughs> Masturbation is solo. <laughs> that, that's the epitome of masturbation. To use a group form of masturbation in this is not good. It's so fucking weird. I can't. I don't even have words for <laughs> describing how weird that is. Orgasm, jack off, rub one out, hand job, beat the meat, spanking the monkey, pocket pool, hand fuck, beating the bishop, whacking off. I never heard of beating the bishop. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Well, I guess if, if the he, Catholic girl has still been in the room, she really would have left at that point. <laughs> I see would have. <laughs> she would have had to go. 
Erection. Firm, hot rocks, bone, boner, stiff, hard on, lover's nuts. Lover's nuts? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> If anybody listening to this is uncomfortable, I just want you to know that this is a therapeutic perspective Stop on some sexual acts and sexual that. body parts <laughs> from a counseling Good. education vantage point. Imagine being in a class having this conversation. All point is full of shit, y'all. <laughs> I'm just telling you my experience. All right. Okay. Okay. I was in this class. I was in a human sexuality class. It was well, apparently you didn't have a sheet like this intense. Oh, uh, I can't. It was an undergrad, so it was so far. I don't really don't even remember. Yeah. I know a lot of people kept asking her per- like questions about their personal life, and I'm like, girl, you could wait to have the class in the middle of class, <laughs> like questions about just all kind of stuff. I don't remember like the book and none of that. But I remember, like, people ask crazy questions. What I'm saying. And she was just like, yeah. Yep. That's what happens. <laughs> you was an undergrad, what, 15 years ago? Ooh, 13. Fuck. 13, 14 years ago? Damn. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Yeah. You graduated. Damn. You graduated. Yeah. Undergrad in 07. I went in 03. So, so I probably, probably took this about oh, 05. So I don't guess that you're that far advanced in terms of your um your perception of this stuff as you were then. But I'm pretty sure you made some progress in it, even if it's just over the last three years on the podcast with me, hell. <laughs> <laughs> because you over she over there, y'all, with like her head down and her fingers in the middle of her nostril. <laughs> And I can't tell if it's because of allergy shit, because she know I'm finna talk and she's just trying to maintain her her shit, or if she really over this conversation and she just like, mm, this motherfucker here. That's a combination of both. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's more the other, so 25, 75. 75 what? Allergy shit. Oh, yeah, it is 75 <laughs> <laughs> Sexual intercourse. Coitus. Copulation. <laughs> Fuck, hump, screw, frig, bang, jazz, balling, get laid all the way, score, get a piece, make, jive, jumping, sleep with, plow, jive. get some tail, piece of tail, sharing a bed with, knock off a piece, going down, hook up. And like, this is shit kids be saying. So. A lot of this shit kids be saying, like, hook up. Hook that's, up that's like young white kid shit. <laughs> my kids that I had that would talk to me about sex, like a lot of them didn't want to even use the terms. Like They don't, but they be nervous. One of them would refer to it as the party. <laughs> so sex was, no. Was sex? No. She was involved in like a mini orgy. So that was the party. And then... Any oral sex with like a girl was a sleepover. Like she had all these terms that she came up with. And I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. We'll go with that. I mean, you doing this, you're not embarrassed to do it, but you don't want to talk about it. You want to talk about parties and sleepovers and shit. It feel I better ain't. saying shit in a way that ain't how we mess it up. <laughs> like even if she say, I uh, say ick day, <laughs> pig Latin on their ass. I st- listen. That's still better than. I saying I suck dick. 
Listen, that and it ain't even my kid. Having conversations with teenagers about sex is the most crazy shit. Like, but you have to have your poker face on, and I have to be like, "All right, let's talk about it." But inwardly, I'm like, "No, why are you doing this? Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. It's not good. <laughs> Just don't stay away from boys." <laughs> That's not internal dialogue, but externally, I'm like, "Okay, well, let's talk about it." So, how did this happen? Like, I gotta be. Ugh, it's the worst. I hate talking to kids about sex. It's the worst. <laughs> Condom. Condrum. Rubber. Safety. Safe. Chic. Trojan. Raincoat. Love glove. Bag. Skins. Prophylactics. Sheaths. Prophylactic is old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Orgasm. Come or shoot your load. Chris. Did you just switch the paper and flip it over? Yeah, this is two pages. God this damn. Is, look, look, you see? <laughs> what the fuck? I thought we were coming to the end. It's <laughs> some more words. Jesus. It's more words. I'm teaching the people a lesson. Okay. This is from a counselor right. education right. vantage, vantage point. <laughs> fuck. Uh, orgasm climax is calm. That's for women. Women do not experience ejaculation, but do experience the same intense sensation. They ain't got squirting on here because technically I guess that would be ejaculation, but that's new, which I guess it's a debate as to whether squirting is actually something different than peeing or if mm-hmm. you're just peeing on everybody when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> trip, trip, trip. <laughs> I want to pee on you. Chappelle. All right, Kelly. Yep. <laughs> Orgasm, ejaculate, go off. <laughs> Calm. Go off. Yeah. Go off. We do not use because people be like go off sis. Yeah, that's <laughs> different now. This shit is clearly oh, go off then. <laughs> you know, it that's different. It's a whole different thing. Though. Um come, shoot, squirt, blast off. Only got the word squirt, but it don't have it as its own category. Venereal disease. V D clap dose. Ojo whites. Oh crabs, Joe. Self drip, <laughs> bad blood, morning dew, blue balls, pox lose a strain. Blue balls is not a venereal disease. It's just blue balls ain't real. Ability to have sex. It's not real. Like blue balls is not real. It's not a thing. It's something that men created <laughs> so that they can make women feel bad for not having sex with them. You know, girl, if I don't get none, I'm gonna get blue balls. You be all right. That ain't shit. Blue balls ain't real. <laughs> Mouth genital contacts, fellatio, blowjob, blowing, sucking, cock sucking, going down, sucking dick. Okay. Mouth genital contacts, cunnilingus. Muff diving, cunt lapping, eating out, going down. <laughs> Y'all, she pulled her glasses on the top of her head and put her hand on her face. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. The Rhea. women words are so much worse than the men. <laughs> we almost done. Muff. <sighs> Mouth genital contacts. Sixty nine. The numbers game. Never heard that. Soy Niuf. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's, I guess, a different language for saying 69. 69. Yes. Yeah. That's how I'm going to say it. Analingus. Mouth contact with the anus. Rim job or rimming. Also, um, what what is it? Mm. Um, <laughs> I think it's the dirty trombone or something like that. Oh, Playing the dirty, dirty trombone. trombone. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, anal intercourse, cornhole, stern job, butt fucking, ninety nine, dog fashion, the Greek way, 
doggy style. The Greek way. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know what we don't know about Greece. I don't have to look that up now. <laughs> <laughs> group sex, group grope, circle jerk, orgy, swinging, daisy chain, gangbang. Fuck is a daisy chain? Mm-hmm. Ooh, this it goes into words for homosexual, and I'm definitely not saying one of them. Why? Uh-uh. No, you need to read all of nope, them. Nope, not saying that word. Oh, is it like the... Uh, the F word. Oh, okay, yeah, don't say the F word. Yeah. Uh, homosexual. <clears throat> now, mind you, that and the shortened version, I'm not saying those, but mind you, these are all not good words. Oh, God. I guess this would be more suited if you have a homophobic client. Yes. And kind of probably challenging them on words that they may use. Yeah. So most of these words are problematic. Uh, fairy, gay, queer, fudge packer, Nelly, swish, homo, pervert, Mary, buttfucker, ass clown, homo, sister, queen, pansy, ACDC. ACDC? I don't understand that last one. Me either. I don't know. That's a band. A homosexual woman. Les, dyke, lesbo, bull bitch. Jockey, Shit. box muncher, bull dyke, butch, carpet cruiser. <laughs> Cole Jackson is going <laughs> to go insane because you said um, bull dyke. Bisexual. That's ACDC again. Switch hitter, trisexual, and ambisextrous. What the fuck is ACDC? That's a group. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Maybe they buying and gay. ACDC? I don't know. That is it. Now, Thank I want y'all to understand Jesus. that this is what we did in class. That whole class was us going through these words and just making ourselves comfortable with the idea that somebody may come into our office and say, man, I tried to give it a 100% all beef thermometer. And instead of me being like, what? what? Are y'all in the kink play? Is that from the kitchen? Did you? Were you taking her temperature? I oh, mean, that's my penis, man. That's what I'm talking about, penis. It just gives you an idea of what kind of words to use. But as we know, there's an endless, endless mm -hmm. range of words that are used for all of this stuff. Especially with kids, they come up with like words all the time that I have to be like, what the fuck, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> Just so, speak plain. <laughs> so the concept of that class period was more so to familiarize ourselves with the idea that we may have some uncomfortable language thrown in front of us that could make us ineffective in that moment if we don't figure out how to manage it. So just from a therapeutic perspective, that's why we did that in that class. Now, I did it for fun here. Yes, you did. <laughs> but therapeutically speaking, it had some value when we went through that section. Okay. So what you got? Well, let's just you go ahead uh, with my meat positivity. You got a meat positivity story. Let's I hear do. it. Let's hear it. Um, so there's a new um, dating site. Uh oh, this sounds like it's gonna be bittersweet. It's called Dinky One. Dinky One. Mm -hmm. It caters to men with small packages. Oh Jesus! Dinky One is a site for people with small penises and those who are fond of them. In addition, it hopes to break the pressures that media and adult sites put on men's members. Some men are big. Some men are average. Uh, and some below average, the company's founder, David Menz, said, Dinky One lets smaller men date people outside their circle of friends with the safety that everyone using the site is fully aware. Members can focus on shared interests and get on with dating. 
Dinky One reportedly received about 27,000 users when it launched just yesterday. And this was, what day was this? What was five days ago? This was like earlier in the week, last week. Um. So yeah, meet positivity. Go to Dinky Ones and you won't have to worry about there being a surprise that your penis is small. She's going to know from jump. You know what? When it comes to meat positivity, I don't even think the biggest issue is having a small penis. I think that the biggest issue in the meat positivity movement is men who think that the size of their penis when it's big is more important than everything else. It's more important than knowing your mate. It's more important than catering to your mate. It's more important than being considerate of your of your mate. Well, that's what they're saying about the little penises, that you... Get that out of the way so that you can actually get to know the person. This isn't a thing between the two of you. It's just dating. It's not going to be a a question of you get everything going fine and then you be like, oh shit, first time we have sex, is she going? Is she going to, you know, cut me? <laughs> Listen, I'm reading this website. <laughs> you on dinky ones? Yeah. <laughs> What is average penis size? The global average erect penis length is about 5.5 inches. If your penis is less than this, you're eligible to join us. Remember that 50% of the male population will have a penis less than average size. That's 50% of the men in your university, the office, a nightclub, the train. You are certainly not alone, and 100% of the men on this site are less than average. Also, remember, men often like to exaggerate. If you hear someone saying they're 7 inches, it generally means 6 or 6.5 at best. (laughs) (laughs) Micro penis. Some men have a micro penis. This is defined by an erect size less than three and a half inches. If you fall into this group and have struggled with sexual partners in the past, you should try Dinky One. Now, this is what the question I was wondering: Who likes a smaller penis? Just as there are men that are smaller than average, there are women who are also smaller than average that can often find sexual intercourse painful. True. There are also women who have a fetish interest in small guys. Often, they play a dominant role. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's SPH. That's small penis humiliation. Oh, you ever heard of that? No, no. <laughs> I think I talked about it on the show before, but it basically, you, you know, there's some Pornhub videos where it just be a woman just like laying next to a dude's penis and it's little, and she'll just be talking shit to it, <laughs> like you little motherfucker. You don't even deserve to be here. Why do you even exist? You know you can't please no woman, and that be the man's kink. People in that be the men's kink. It's small penis humiliation. Now, I'm not fine to sit there watching a man's meat just being talked to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you, you ain't doing nothing else with it, then it's, it's not my thing. But I was intrigued to figure out what the hell they was doing, and I was like, why the fuck would you? But anyway, you know, however you get there in your life journey is just how you get there. Well, dinky ones is an option. So, just so but you know, knows. the idea like small meat dudes in my you know my theory would have more redeeming qualities They'd than big to. meats do they could because they have to because like a or big they part feel of, like they have to yeah. a big part of masculinity is is sex and penis and conquering women so if you don't have that capability then either you're gonna wallow in yourself pity for not having it or you're gonna overcompensate in personality and other ways to please a woman and and other things that you know women may find that shit appealing apparently and especially doms yeah they'll find them like uh, dominate dominant women yeah they'll like that shit 
Well, thank you, ones. <laughs> okay, okay, Red. I appreciate you for bringing some uh, meat positivity awareness to the show. Thank you for that. I mean, if it's gonna happen without <laughs> anything, I can't do nothing about it. So, <laughs> so I'm giving up. True, true. I know you hear me on the radio. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Now on to stories. That was a story. That was a story. Yes. I thought that was like a meat positivity moment. I'm not doing no. It was a story that I happened to come across. We not do I'm not doing regular meat positivity hours. Clearly shit. I wouldn't expect it to be regular red because you're <laughs> one resistant to this whole movement. Two, uncomfortable with saying things related to sex. And three, just a dick a lot of the times. <laughs> so, you know, ironically enough. So I don't expect it from you often, but like, damn, can't you participate once a year? I just a whole did. Year? I just did. It's my one time of the year. You told a story, but you also identified it as not being a participant in the meat positivity movement. That was the other one. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, let's just going to get this out of the way, and uh, it's probably going to be a long dialogue. Yeah. Maybe Why not does that it long. have to be long? Because every fucking thing got something to do with the coronavirus. I know, and I and I'm purposefully just, skipped all those I'm stories. I'm over it. I tried to skip them all, and I couldn't find shit else. <laughs> That's the problem. I couldn't find shit else, y'all. Ain't nothing out here but the fucking coronavirus. Several things, but mostly the coronavirus. So I'm just going to go across some different stories that got the coronavirus to do with it. Every one of y'all know what the goddamn coronavirus <laughs> is at this point. It ain't a fucking beer, all right? If you go to a bar and you get a corona, don't say, give me the corona, hold the virus. <laughs> Man, somebody will slap the shit out of you. I would slap the shit out of you if I was there. That's lame. Don't don't joke about <laughs> that um, at a bar with a bartender. But, you know, motherfuckers tell so many stupid-ass jokes to bartenders. It's always an old white man that got some just joke jokes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but don't panic. Um, and the reality is if you're not the kind of person that would panic I don't have to tell you not to panic because you're not fucking panicking mm-hmm. Okay, what you're doing is you're watching the extreme motherfuckers in our society going out buying toilet paper buying up all the goddamn canned goods buying up all the fucking rice buying up all the hand sanitizer you're watching them go do that shit while you're relatively normal see it's a small population that's going to do that shit if you go to Walmart and Walmart is packed full That is a very, very small percent sliver of people that's in the city. If everybody in the city was wilding out and panicking, then Walmart's lines would be going in the parking lot would be full, okay? Niggas would be getting their asses beat in the parking lot for that shit. (laughs) I don't think that this is going to level up any more than it already has. I think that people are going to continue to get it, but I also think that we're going to find a solution for it to go away. But here we are in a society full of people who are fucking skeptical and conspiracy theorists about certain things and have these government, the idea that the government has something to do with this. There's a theory that was being spread by Bill Gates uh, or by uh, a lot of black entertainers that Bill Gates is the reason that the coronavirus happened. A lot of people are correlating it with the election cycle and saying, you know, every time the election cycle, a new thing come out. I mean, that ain't accurate. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only like been like four or five in my lifetime 
and that's is way more election cycles in my lifetime than that. So there have been some election cycles that didn't have a disease. And then it's like, okay, so if the government did this, then why they put it in China? If the U.S. government did, why did they put it in China? Unless you believe in some kind of global, global Illuminati that's making decisions that impact the world instead of just, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how these people think. But you got a skeptic like Rudy Gobert who uh, is a jazz player who was on, you know, on the table saying shit ain't real and then tugging, touching all the microphones. Turned out his dumb ass got it. And then it turns out one of his teammates got it. Turns out another NBA player got if it. If I was his teammate, I'd whoop his fucking ass. I ain't even got no proof it came from you. But just the fact that you was being a dick. So, that's one part. Um, AOC. What? So, AOC says avoiding Chinese restaurants amid coronavirus is straight up racism. <laughs> Absolutely is. Okay. Uh, I was going to go get some Chinese the other day, but I decided against it and I decided to go get some barbecue. Not because I I thought nothing about the coronavirus. The barbecue place was just there. And oh my, it was the biggest fucking mistake I made. It was the hor- most horrible barbecue I've had in a long time. Should have got Chinese? I should have went and got some fucking Chinese at my spot. It's not like they shipping coronavirus over here, y'all. I mean, it wouldn't survive, number one, okay? Number two, if you thought that they were getting anything from China, all the fucking shipping from China has been cut the fuck off. America ain't receiving shit from China for nothing, goddamn. Mm -mm. Okay, number two. Number three, when you go to a Chinese restaurant, I know it's a Chinese restaurant, and it might not even be a Chinese restaurant. Like, the place I go to is called China Moon. Where is China Moon? In uh, in Bessemer, mm-hmm. so it's easy to know that okay, that's Chinese. It's called China Moon, but Jade Temple, motherfucker might be Korean, motherfucker might be Japanese. You don't know Mm-mm. what the fuck they are, you know. So if you just look at see what's happening is America's looking at Asian people and saying coronavirus when you don't we don't have the eyes trained enough to know where those people are from Mm-mm. in that region. So to start applying coronavirus to them is fucking racism, man. Cut the shit out. Uh, ben Carson, man, during a coronavirus pressure, done coughed in his damn hand. Can't do that shit, man. Can't be coughing out here. And it's crazy because it's probably the same shit that he would have been doing anyway. Mm-hmm. All the same shit we've been doing. I become hyper aware. I realized I shook three hands the other day in the span of an hour. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I ain't never took these kind of statistics about myself until this goddamn coronavirus. And here I am touching all kind of hands. Mm-hmm. About to infect myself. Because I need some goddamn home training. Uh, so be careful if you got allergies and sneezing and shit because you're going to be fucked up out here in these streets. I just said to listen, people going to be side-eyeing you, acting like you got the cooties, even though it's fucking springtime and pollen's everywhere. This would have been happening anyway. It's bullshit. Brothers looking to profit off of coronavirus now stuck with 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. Why would nobody buy it from? Um, let's see. 
With coronavirus spreading across the world, brothers Matt and Noah Colvin plan to resell antibacterial wipes and hand sanitizing efforts to make a ton of money off the nation's hysteria. The Colvin brothers first started to stock up on wipes and sanitizer by traveling through Tennessee and Kentucky when the first U.S. coronavirus case was reported on March 1st. Their name is suspiciously close to, like, Covis. <laughs> what is Covis? Or COVID. What? Oh, COVID-19. COVID. Maybe they got something to do with this shit. <laughs> Early sales of bottles proved successful as the first 300 bottles sold between $8 and $70 a piece, considered to be multiples higher than the purchasing point. With money rolling in, the brothers would hit a hitch as online retailers like Amazon and eBay would notice price gouging tactics and pull the items. They now have a garage filled with over 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer that they were unable to sell. Um, yeah. So. Better sell it locally. I can't stop you from doing it. Well, that's good that Amazon... Amazon like stop price yeah. gouging and shit, like capitalizing on other people's pain. It's the same thing that that motherfucker Smart and Screlly did with the goddamn. Oh, that AIDS medicine. Yes. Yeah. That's him, and then the woman, the woman who was the face of the EpiPen shit too. Mm. You know, capitalizing on something that people need is you know this fucking garbage, trash can juice bullshit. Let me see. What else about the coronavirus before I get off of it? Um, listen. People be comparing the coronavirus to the flu, man, and I is it the flu used to be the coronavirus, okay? In terms of a disease or a virus that they had not have a vaccine that was spreading in America like wildfire and it killed a bunch of little kids. Well, young people, because these diseases depend on the mutation. It target different things for different reasons. It can tar target a young, immature immune system, and it can tar target a mature, failing immune system. The same way, it just depends on that strain of it. And in 1918, this shit came about, killed some people, and then in the summer it went away, and then in the winter it came back with a fucking vengeance because it's still one shit can be done about it. Everything that's being done now is to try to keep the coronavirus from becoming the new flu. It's to have a vaccine for this thing when it shows up. It's never going to go away now. It's here for good. You know, and people going to get it every year, but they're going to be able to recover because they're going to have to have had some kind of shots from it or whatever. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate that we're going through this. This is not something that was a variable in my lifetime. I didn't know that there would be something that would shut the world down to this point to where you're not going. Some countries ain't going outside. They confined to their living space. China is riding around shooting sanitizer in the air, like everywhere. Like with like kinda like uh when you see one of them trucks that spray for the bugs, bugs and stuff. Yeah. Mist, it's like they just spraying sanitizer everywhere. Like high alcohol content. To try to sanitize every goddamn thing. Um and that's probably perceptually because technically if you just leave it there for 12 hours, then it's going to be dead anyway. You know, but, you know, you take no chances in a moment like this. And I just didn't know that there would be something that have us shut down the schools and the workers going out. And what I think is that this is going to continue to expose the paid leave system. It's going to expose the uh, employee system is going to expose the daycare system is going to expose our healthcare system because there's a whole bunch of people in dialogue about who's going to pay for this. Well, 
in order for this world to not have a fuck shit, the government got to figure out how to pay for it, you know. And then uh, daycare. Like, the schools here in our city has closed. Mm-hmm. They closed down. Well, they closed Wednesday. Shelby County. Shelby County. Miss and Hoover, they have closed immediately. Okay. They ain't coming back to school. So, and I, it may be for the year for them, too, because I heard that for Shelby County, it's supposed to be until the 4th until, you know, we know. Because those mm-hmm. are two independent school systems. Even if the state, the state can say... You know this date, but they uh, I think they can make their decision as to whether they're closed for good and mm-hmm. just offer kids services online. But it's a whole bunch of systems that are going to disproportionately impact the poor because working from home means you have a job that privileges you to work from home. Um, having a job that privileges you to work from home may give you enough income where you can have a stay at home wife or stay at home husband watching the kids, so it don't bother you. The poor don't have these things, you know, so and even if the poor don't have a job and they living off of benefits and stuff like that, it's still going to be hard for them to get the treatment that they need because maybe being able to travel or how limited treatment is for poor people, man. It's just a crazy thing. And I never expect to see some shit like this, but there it is. Coronavirus. I ain't saying nothing else about it. Bye. So Harvey Weinstein got 23 years in Rikers, which is craziness. But he's back at Bellevue Hospital because he's been complaining of chest pains. Harvey, just do your time. Just do your time. Like, at this point, just do your fucking time. Chest pains, nigga. You don't want to be on Rikers. Right again, if you don't know, Rikers Island is one of the worst prisons in in the country. You don't want to go to Rikers. That's where you don't want to be. Now, also, his lawyer has come out saying how unfair his 23-year sentence is. And his lawyer is a woman. And she was going on about how murderers get less time than what he got. Here's the thing about a murder. If you murder somebody that ends their life, that's the end, that's that. Okay. What Harvey Weinstein did was prey upon people who are going to feel that victimization probably for the whole rest of their fucking life. So let's not act like what he did wasn't bad. And oh, twenty three, and the fact that she's a woman, first of all, as well, I would not have even represented his old nasty ass and i get you gotta make your money and i get this was a very high profile case and i'm sure she made a lot of money from him but my conscience wouldn't have let me do that shit like i couldn't have represented him part of why lawyer was never an option for me is because if i know or feel you fucking guilty my job as your lawyer is to, to convince everybody that you're not and i'm just not comfortable doing that if i know the truth I heard a vantage point from a lawyer that's different than that. What? And maybe Colin. It might have been Colin, but either way. Sometimes it's not about arguing that your client didn't do it. I mean, that's a part of it, trying to figure out how to get your client off, make you an amazing lawyer if you can get them off of something that they didn't do. But even if they did do it, a lot of lawyers' perspective is that they're trying to make sure that what our system doesn't do 
is subjectively steamroll people because we don't like that group. We operate by a system. We operate by standards. And everybody, including that drug deal in the neighborhood, should not be treated crazy by a system that would treat him more crazy because he black or more crazy because he a drug dealer or more crazy because he's a pedophile. And I know we don't care about those groups of people, but if our system is to have any integrity in all of its fuck, fuck ups, then there, do, there does need to be somebody to say, okay, yeah, that's too much. Like if the system was going to be subjective, then we just have to be okay with them saying, okay, Harvey, you get 282 years. You know, instead of what he got, I think what he got probably wasn't quite fair enough, probably close to fair, but not quite fair enough for the damage that he did. It's what, again, and I mean, not, not to say obviously murder is a horrific crime, and for the victim's family, they do suffer for the whole rest of their life. But rape and those kind of things for the victim, that person deals with that for the whole rest of their life. That shit don't go away. It gets better as time goes on. You know, that's what therapy helps with. But what he did to those women is horrific. And he deserves to be locked up. And him faking heart issues. Well, he maybe actually have a heart issue. I don't know. I just feel like uh, he got over there at Rikers. And they have him separated. But it's Rikers. So I can imagine even like the separated part of Rikers is still fucked up. And I feel like he was like, nope. <laughs> Mm -mm. My heart. <laughs> Listen. My heart. <laughs> I'm not gonna say if I was Harvey Weinstein because I would never do a woman like he did. But if I, if I was a very very wealthy man, and I was about to go to jail for something, and I knew I was gonna be there for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. I would be hiring people to research the families of the people in jail. <laughs> And convincing them how much better I can make their families' lives and how much <laughs> money can be put on their books. You know, if I'm taken care of and if whatever, you know, I need in here is taken care of, including the officers and stuff. Yeah, with him, it'd be more beneficial for him to do that because he isn't like, um, sep he's separated. He's in he ain't going to be separated custody. forever. It's somebody in there trying to figure out how to get Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> ass. It's somebody in there in regular pop, gym pop, like, I'm going to get that motherfucker, man. Just going to come in here. White man in this shit, rich. I ain't never had a goddamn thing. And this motherfucker walks in here talking about some goddamn heart problems. Nigga, I've been having heart problems for the 15 years I've been in this bitch. And they took that nigga to the hospital. <laughs> Hell no. When I see that motherfucker, I'm going to give him three clean pokes. <laughs> with my pen top. Not three clean pokes. Three clean pokes. With my pen top blade, man, he gonna be fucking done. It's so somebody plotting on his ass, I'm telling you. Apparently, the verdict is just—it was too much, and that's why he's having chest pain. Just do your fucking time. Listen, have you seen the? Uh, have you seen the video of that dude where they give out his uh, verdict and he just collapsed? <laughs> I imagine it's like that. I imagine stress is like that. I imagine you know it's kind of like if you ever been somebody ever talked to you. Maybe it's you been on this side, but if you ever been dating somebody and they be like, we got to talk, I'll and the talk actually it. start out to be bad, yes, like your heart, you feel that feeling? Imagine, imagine, imagine them saying, I'm going to lock you in a cage for 23 years on some <laughs> Joe from you shit. You know, that feeling will be amplified by 20. 
But the thing is, at the end of the day, he did what he did. And they still putting you, like, you still better off than a lot of, again, Rikers is one of the worst places to be. You being separated is a lot better. I'm sure there's a lot of people in Gen Pop that wish they would, like, put them in confined, a confined area away from all these motherfuckers. Rikers Island's brutal. But he he committed these crimes in New York. That's what happens. <laughs> he got got put in one of those places. So, do you listen to the baby? No. The baby got some big ass teeth. He does. I, I've seen him. I know what he looks like, but I don't know none of this fucking music. He got some big teeth. He they does. straight as hell. But they big. They have to take some work. That must have been some rich money work. Some this chompers. ain't hood nigga dentistry. <laughs> this ain't hood niggas don't grow up with that shit. Some money, some gonna be going on with your teeth. I'm just playing. Some people have some good, good ass teeth coming from here. He just got chompers. It's like a horse he mouth. Got choppers. He do. Um, the baby keeps slapping the shit out of people. I him I, his bodyguards. I saw that. I just want to talk about this current girl's name. Tyrese. I'ma assume her daddy name is Tyrone. And Tyrone wanted a boy. And Tyrone found out that old girl was having a girl. And he was like, fuck that. I'm still, we still using my name. And then she became Tyronesha. That is, an, uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, her daddy named Tyrone. <laughs> the fuck? Did you see the video? Mm-mm. So it's just the baby walking up. And somebody puts a camera in his face. And flashes the camera. So it literally had to fuck his eyes up. Mm-hmm. And he just bloop hit him. <laughs> and it's like you as a celebrity, you're expected to be an exhibit. You go you're a spectacle. That's how you make your money. It's the same reason that when a kid falls into a pit with a lion or something, they kill the lion. Because celebrities and the people who love celebrities, they never going to be seen as the victims. I mean, as the... uh, They're always going to be seen as the victim. And the baby, they going to shoot your ass on sight for it. (laughs) And so this lawsuit... She gonna get paid for it. She probably is. I want to get slapped at a show by somebody. He's saying that he didn't slap her. That she's just saying it was her and he slapped somebody else. They saying it was the wrong person. They were saying that, but I couldn't really tell in the video. So maybe this ain't the girl who got slapped, but somebody got slapped by his ass. Oh, the girl who got slapped? I guess she maybe she's a big enough fan that she's like just like he touched my face. (laughs) Touch my face. It wasn't a slap. It was a gentle graze. <laughs> Baby gently grazed my face. Oh my and I God. liked it. Uh, the, listen. These, this new breed of rappers. They're like the emo rap. Mm-hmm. I don't know this little boy. I'm assuming this is NLE Chopper. Is how you say this? Mm-hmm. He. This is what he posted. I think this is um. Is this his Instagram or his, one of these sites? Damn it! Either Instagram or Twitter. I think this is Instagram. 
My music gonna live for me. I'm gonna be with y'all. I promise. My music gonna let you know everything you need to know. Love y'all. I'm gonna kill myself the last day of December 2020. Y'all better enjoy me while you can. Who said that? NLE Chopper. He one of them little, little rappers. I don't know any of his music. But first of all, for you to plan out a suicide, what's this, March? <laughs> the last day of 2020? You know, I think emo rappers that come out are genuinely just like in, in, in the emo crowd. But once something starts gaining traction and success, people start to artificially put themselves in that position. So, I mean, I'm not beyond thinking that that just may be a um, PR strategy. Buy my album while you can. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's become popularized and in order for you to make money off of it, yours gotta be a little bit different than the people that got famous off of it. It's just sad. And yeah, it's just sad, like that this is what you decided to do. When there are people that actually are depressed that suffer with this, that do wanna kill themselves, like it's just these little emo rappers, this I don't understand. It's a different breed. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's too much. Um, I'll let you start up the next story. Okay. I need to be the last. Florida Governor hopeful Andrew Gillum. Yep. Allegedly found in a hotel inebriated with crystal meth in the room. Mm-hmm. Now he's saying it wasn't crystal meth. He's saying that he was at a wedding. And he had a little bit to drink. Um, but police say he was not arrested was too because he was too intoxicated to answer questions. An offense incident report says that the officers found three clear baggies of suspected crystal meth on the bed and floor. Gillum released a statement saying he attended a wedding. He admitted he had too much alcohol, but he did not use any drugs. Now, that's what he says. Now, Candace Owens <laughs> came out and said, unfortunately for Andrew Gillum, his friend, Travis Dyson, has come forth to reveal that he is no friend but an open male escort. He also claims that he has never heard of the wedding which Andrew Gilliam speaks of. You paid for meat and not loyalty, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Should have upped the ante. Must have been an asshole. Listen, and again, I've talked about this all in the show. I would end up on Rikers Island because Andrew Gillum is married, correct? Right. Okay. So not only have you been doing crystal meth, which I, if it was me, I wouldn't know nothing about that because we either you would be getting help. I ain't gonna say I would leave somebody that that develops a drug problem, but I, you gonna get help for it, or, or I'm not sticking around. But. You not only were you doing crystal meth and got arrested, you had a motherfucking male escort with you, my nigga. I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. And I'm going to be at Rikers. Well, it's in Florida. So whatever the prison is in um, Florida. So I don't know. I don't know if there really was a wedding that took place. That's easy enough to, to verify if he was at a wedding. 
Um, but even if he did have a wedding, the police finding bags of crystal meth is problematic, uh, Andrew. <laughs> it's a problem. And if there was indeed a male found in the room with you and he's saying he's a male escort, I mean, another problem, Andrew. Andrew, you got issues. This is not going to turn out well for you. Live your truth, bro. Like Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Don't be DLing around here. Look at the man. Have you seen the, the escort? Mm-mm. Here. Look at him. <laughs> he looked like what I would think a high paid escort would, would what a, a, a man would want. Yeah. Like he looked like what a high paid escort would look like. Um his sexuality, she went on to say that her sexuality is only relevant because, as I said earlier, police suspected they had interrupted a drug slash sex party. It is what it is. So I wonder if the wedding was his cover. Like, baby, I'm going to this wedding. I would take you with me, but they didn't give me a plus one. <laughs> so I got to go by myself. <laughs> Meanwhile, he in Florida with meth and, and dick. Like, what? Jail. Damn shame. I would be locked up. He'd have to die. Well, Living a, your fucking truth. If that's what you is, just fine. Just do that. He's a political analyst on um, CNN. He probably gonna lose that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, he is. Especially if he get found guilty of all of this shit. Problematic. It's gonna be problematic. Definitely. Um. Well, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right, well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.